Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin. I'm the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. I'm joined today by one, two, three, four special guests this week, and uh, we'll get to them in just a second. But uh, look, first, I got to tell you guys, we're brought to you today by Promo Show, the, the, the one and only. All right. Promoshow.com. Look, Promo Show is back at it in 2021 okay with their series of themed virtual shows uh, and they're going to be kicking things off this year with a health and wellness show on tuesday february 23rd from 11 to 3 eastern time distributors can register by clicking at the health and wellness or clicking on the health and wellness banner at promoshow.com and suppliers can reach out to sales at promoshow.com if they need help uh, reserving a booth. There's going to be education, entertainment, giveaways throughout the day, so be sure to check it out on February 23rd between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and again, you guys can go there to, uh, to promoshow.com and click on the, uh, the banner there to get more information and to register. So definitely check them out. Uh, you got to love Promo Show and all things Promo Corner, uh, especially the Industry Insider you know? Uh, but listen, uh, joined today by four other awesome, awesome folks. Uh, so first, why don't we say hi to uh, Meg Erber. Hi. <laughs> little inside joke. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Meg Erber with SNS Activewear. How are you? Is that three or is that four? <laughs> I don't know, but it, was, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Did you guys have a good Valentine's Day? You guys, uh, get your ladies something nice? I got all three of my ladies something nice, actually. Yeah, you know, my, my wife put me up to it a little bit, but uh, I'm glad she did because uh, the kids loved it, actually. Okay. I got both three little roses and I got them a balloon. These freaking kids love balloons. I don't know what the hell the obsession is with balloons, but mm-hmm. uh, they love their helium-filled balloons. And uh, so they got those. And uh, we also did the Dunkin' Donuts heart-shaped donuts for breakfast. Ah, uh-huh. so we did, we did that as well. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Love the, love the donuts. Yeah. And uh, the, the other voice you heard there is Stephen McFadden with, uh, with Perfect Promotions and More down in North Carolina, cold, cold North Carolina. Yeah, How today, finally, finally below freezing. But, you know, I see the sun for the first time in a week, so it's been nice. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's good. Well, listen, we're also joined yeah. today by an awesome guest, Chris Hanna, uh, and, and he's with us, accompanied by Cole the Deaf Dog. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, calls-related marketing. We're going to talk about the power of promo uh, from an end user's perspective. I know we've done this one other time before, and uh, I really love this avenue for this podcast just to be able to talk to the end users a bit about promo. Uh, so, Chris, why don't you uh, say hello to everybody? For those of uh, those of the folks that don't listen, maybe give us a three to four minute uh, background story of yourself and. Uh, maybe uh, how you and, and Cole got to be, and then uh, maybe how you came into the promotional products industry or how you found out about the power of promo. You want to say hi, everybody? Say hello. Say hello. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> there we go. So my name is Chris Hanna, and this is Cole the Deaf Dog. And um, I adopted Cole coming up on four years ago. Um, I was at a period in my life I was ready to, to adopt a new a new dog. So I went on the South Jersey Regional Animal Shelters website and I was sitting at school on my, my computer during lunch and the very first dog that popped up said special needs. 
and I was super, super intrigued. And when I clicked on it, um, it said that a special need was that he was born deaf. He was about four and a half months old at the time. Um, and it listed about how he was having a really hard time getting adopted. Families didn't want to adopt him. Um, my nephew at the time was nine years old and I have a nephew who has cochlear implants who was also deaf. So my nephew and I are very, very close. And I, I kind of felt like the, there was a match there even before I met this little puppy. Um, he is a pit bull breed dog and I had no experience with rescue dogs, number one, but number two, uh, pit bulls. So I was a little, I was a little, uh, I don't wanna say apprehensive because it's not the word. I was very intrigued and I, I hurried up, called in some favors about getting the application in super fast. I was in love with this dog before I actually met him. And um, the next day my application was streamlined through. I went and met this puppy in the waiting room. And while I was waiting for him, there was a family, there was actually two families there. And in the world of animal shelters, puppies get adopted right away. There's never a wait for puppies. And the one family that the father was kept speaking about, why would you want to adopt this dog? Because he's broken, um, because his ears don't work. And as I always tell with our story, I immediately think of my nephew and I'm like, why would somebody not love something just because their ears don't work or, you know, so obviously that kind of really hit home. And it's, it's almost like, um, our worlds have just spiraled in such a positive way ever since the day that the two of us have met. Um, I did a, I'm a music teacher in South Jersey and I have about 615 students every year. So there was about a week before I brought Cole home and I immediately the next day after I signed the adoption paperwork and I knew Cole was gonna be part of my family. Um, his name was Harry Potter at the shelter, which was cool, but I'm like, <laughs> no, my dog's not gonna be named Harry Potter. So I did a school-wide vote. So we, we did a Google vote and all of my students um, got to, to chime in a little bit. And when I told them the story of the movie, Mr. Holland's Opus about a music teacher with a deaf son who happened to be named Cole after John Coltrane, ah, yeah. um, it was pretty much unanimous, you know, but the really, really cool part with everything was the questions and the conversations kids were asking about a dog that was born different. And it was very, very enlightening to me as a human, um, especially as a teacher, that the kids were so inquisitive and their, their hearts were so open about everything. And then it's all just spiraled massively from there. He became part of our school family. The very first place we ever went to was my school. I left the animal shelter the day that I picked him up because my principal let me leave a little early so I can get them before they close with the stipulation that I stop at the school before I go home. Right. <laughs> so before he even came to my house, the school is where he came and I walked in and the whole lobby was full of staff members and kids waiting to meet, you know, he was like a superstar to them already. And he just has, mm -hmm. and ever since he was a puppy, he's had this disposition about him that is just very unique, especially with children. Um, it's just unbelievable to watch the way he interacts with kids and our, our project is just kind of spiraled um, from organically in a, in a way from like one thing to another that it's just been unbelievable. So um, our, we kind of started to come up with the whole promo thing. Cole was in a contest when I first adopted him with the animal shelter where he came from. They do a dog of the year contest every year and the dog that raises the most money gets to win the title of dog of the year. And Cole was the first special needs dog they ever had. So I immediately took it to heart, like, all right, I'm going to win this thing. So mm -hmm. we did, um, we purchased like bracelets and we, we sold them at school. And then we actually wrote a comic book uh, 
with my students. And I, I collaborated with about 200 kids uh, over about a, a two or three week process. And then we had it printed from a local print company and we would sell the copies to raise money for the Dog of the Year campaign. And we ended up selling over a thousand comic books in just wow. about a month. It was crazy. Wow. And then the newspaper came in, they did a story or on the cover of the newspaper and then our, our mission had just spiraled. So it was getting the idea of coal you know, coal shirts, which were very simple at the time. Um, and since our project has, has started growing, we sell shirts to our students and then we take the profits and we, we use that for purchasing for like our hospice patients or the, um, some of the veterans or giveaways. We go to a lot of schools and do programs. So I like to give giveaways for uh, some of the kids that come up and they get to sign to him or, or participate with it interactively. And it's, um, it's been really awesome to have it. We just got this brand new logo designed like a month ago. And this is the one of three hoodies and I'm the only owner of the hats. Um, we've had a couple different logos. We have a coloring book that we found an artist that did for us. And again, the money went to the shelter that we, we raised. And we're hoping to become a nonprofit, a 501c3 uh, by summertime. But we want to we want to really start utilizing our merchandise because our merchandise and our message go hand in hand. And it's in our community here in, in Vineland, Millville, and, and Cumberland County, it's a symbol of something. It's a symbol of, you know, for kids, it's a symbol of hope and acceptance. And this kind of goes for seniors and, and adults as well. You know, I drive around the coal mobile. My truck is fully wrapped. Uh, designer <laughs> Wraps was amazing. Sean over Designer Wraps met with us. We had this crazy idea of my I had like decals on my truck that I had purchased and it it got so much attention people would beep at us and like I'm like wow this is crazy I walked out of Starbucks one day there's a woman taking a selfie with my my vehicle and I'm like I had this idea I'm gonna throw it out there and I want to see if I can get you know a company and maybe sponsor us and put their logo on and maybe put a little bit money towards the wrap you know because they're expensive and then um designer wraps reached out and we met with them, told them our story and they decided to donate the entire wrap for free. So my, wow. my truck is head to toe and it, it looks unbelievable, but I can't even go like a half mile down the street without people beeping at us. And I've seen it. I've seen it. I yeah. met him, uh, met up with him at a Wawa and I was like, Oh, I should have texted him to see what he's driving. And then I pulled in. I'm like, <laughs> <"Tell him." laughs> do, you, do you think you'd get that same reaction if you just did a billboard or a newspaper ad? No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, no. And it's like, it's, it's crazy because it's in people's minds, they get so excited when they see the, the truck coming down the street. And like we, since the pandemic, we've been driving neighborhoods of my school and really all the schools in Vineland and the kids wait outside to see Cole and he puts his little, little paws out the window and, you know, we do the Christmas parade and it's just, they see it coming down. It's like the ice cream man or the action news van coming down the street but it's like our message travels with it and, and what we stand for. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the really cool part with, with having, you know, walking into a store and being recognized because you're wearing this hoodie and it creates that conversation. And it, it's, it's been very humbling to say the, <laughs> to say the least, honestly. So that's it's all. Not, How's that? it's not very often that you hear an end user that actually gets it. Yeah. I'd love to give you kudos, first of all, because I think, uh, you know, the, the doing what you've done is incredible. I mean, first off, I, I hate the stigma about pit bulls. Like pit bulls are incredible dogs, uh, you know, when they're raised pro appropriately and humanely. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they're absolutely phenomenal dogs. And, you know, for you to, you know, particularly look after a dog that has special needs is, is an incredible journey. I know my wife and I have talked to it because we're big proponents of res rescuing as well. And uh, I know we've talked about rescuing some dogs with special needs or something in the future uh, as well, you know, maybe missing a, missing a limb or something uh, that seems to be a relatively common one when you're looking at special needs, but it, it's definitely uh, more of a challenge than, uh, you know, just a, a standard dog would be but i love the message that you know when you when you take a, a, a disability or a, an inability and you turn it into their superpower uh and i think you've done a phenomenal job so i'd love to give you some kudos for that thank you very much yeah i think uh you know as you were talking about you know the, the promo side of things that's one thing that we echo a lot on the show is you know trying to create like a fan base of your brand you know something that people will then you know, see, and then look up your mission, like look up what your objectives are and exactly. see how they can do it. And it, it seems as though like you had the, you know, the, the mascot or the, the, you know, the, the, the feature of Cole, right. And we're able to push the messaging along um, using the promo. And so it goes beyond just you having to be somewhere, right. Like Cole came through and then now there's stuff that's left behind and then people look it up and then they get involved, you know, even remotely. Um, and you, you mentioned uh, before the show too, how everything has just kind of spiraled, you know, you, you guys have been on uh, TV shows and all sorts of, do you want to share some of you guys' experiences and where you guys have been since, you know, getting started? It's the entire thing of the, t the, the whole mission of the team Cole project kind of revolved around that comic book. Like I said, we had written with my yeah. students and that, that first initial um, newspaper article that Deb Marco from the daily journal put out for us. And we were on the cover and I remember the day that it came out and my phone blowing up and I'm like, I don't even get the newspaper. So I think like, I thought it was going to be, you know, on page six and whatever. And here it is, it's a giant picture. And then it hits um, like US News World Reports, USA Today, like it hit nationwide. And then we started wow. Google search and it was like, oh my God, we're in like 14 countries. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Radio stations, podcasts, like all the, I'm like, what is happening? Like, this is unbelievable. And everything kind of set forth when there was a school in Swedesboro that had a student who was like my nephew and he had just received cochlear implants. Now cochlear implants are magnetic machines, essentially the magnets are implanted into your skull and they loop around and they're just incredible pieces of machinery, but they do have a circle with wires coming down in fairly large earpieces. And the boy felt very, very different and he was having a hard time adjusting. So, one of the teachers in the school that he was at saw our newspaper article and reached out to the reporter who put her in touch with us. And they asked if we would come speak at their school. And I'm like, never really thought about it, but you know, being a teacher and being a musician, I've performed, I'm comfortable in front of people. So I'm like, sure, like, let's go do an assembly. And we walked into the assembly and I had no idea that they invited the boy's family. So his, his siblings, mm. his mother, his father were there we walked into the vestibule and there was a banner made with Cole's picture on it hanging in the lobby of their school. We walked into the cat or into the auditorium and the kids are wearing green shirts with Cole's picture on it. The school had them screen printed. And I'm like, mm. I was, I was honestly thrown back. Like I got choked up. I'm like, <laughs> this isn't something like we had anticipated, you know, I thought, and that was the day that we realized that there's something special here and something very, very unique. And we had gotten um, messages and emails from the boys' teachers months later about how his, his world had turned 
completely around, you know, and he developed this sense of confidence because he knew that he wasn't alone in this. And again, it's through the eyes of Cole. So from there, it spiraled into another place reached out to us called the Clark School in Philadelphia. And then we were on all the local news stations. I had no idea. I'm just going into this little school to do this program. <laughs> I had no idea. They sent a press release out and, you know, Fox 3, 6, and 10 are staring at me. And I'm like, I, I literally had five microphones clipped on me at one point. <laughs> and I'm like, I, there's no room on the back of my belt. And I'm like, I, Cole's treat bag didn't even fit. I had to like yeah. stick it in, like uh, the side. I'm like, this is crazy. You know, and then it just kept spiraling and it kept getting bigger and bigger. And then um, the, the first big network was Rachel Ray. We taped on Rachel Ray last November. Uh, it didn't air until this past May, which was good because the impeachment trials kind of were throwing her show for a loop when we were scheduled to go on. But it was an amazing experience that somebody on that level can reach out to us. They found us on Facebook, people had written them. And then um, when the pandemic hit, we kind of went viral. And that's when um, Good Morning America found us and they did a, a the pet of the week. Um, and Cole's picture every Friday is still in the center of the giant digital bulletin. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like every week they add the other dog, but there's Cole like right stack in the middle. Um, so they reached out and then Entertainment Tonight came along and then uh, it was just spiraling. And in uh, late September, early October is when Access Hollywood reached out for World Teachers Day. Mm. And I thought it was gonna be like a little blip information type thing. And it turned out to be like a full 15 minute segment. Um, <laughs> and then they had, I'm sitting there conversing with Mario Lopez, Scott Evans, like we're talking during commercial breaks and like they're just amazed by Cole. And then they had uh, Grammy Award winner Neo come on, and he was like the surprise <laughs> for us. Who you know to have a fan in somebody like Neo or, you know, Rachel Ray and Rachel mm. Ray, we've still had contact at times. So it's like to know that you're impacting people and inspiring people at that level is very humbling. You know, I'm just a, a teacher in South Jersey with a really awesome dog and a mission, and you know. Um, Ellen DeGeneres is the last on our list. We're really hoping sometime. You know, uh, <laughs> Come on, Ellen. Ellen watches, Ellen watches oh, our podcast. So she, we're she, she really should. Um, <laughs> I think it's just a matter of them finding us. I know we've had hundreds of fans write in, you know, and we're getting ready to do the, uh, put in our application for the National Hero Dog Awards in the therapy oh, dog cool. category. So is that's that going to be- that uh, our viewers can vote on? Is that something that like our viewers can help you like win? Yeah, so it works entirely on voting. So we start out in like the first level. And then if you make it to the top three, then there's a bunch of celebrities that meet together and they decide. And if you win in the category, there's working dogs, therapy dogs, service dogs. Mm. Um, if you get that far, you get to go, they fly you out west to LA for the Hallmark Channel. And there's a big red carpet of that and stuff. So that would be huge for our mission to be seen on the west coast the access hollywood yeah. thing really blew us up on the west coast um but we have we actually did a project for school and i think we're up to like 54 countries that we have a fan base from which wow. is insane all fit we counted all 50 states and it was like it, it's crazy you know how it but the world wants good good vibes and they want good stuff so yeah, yeah. You know, hey chris do you walking around do you leave behind any uh coal swag when you go to these places i'm just curious like what you Yes. So yeah. um, we did a, a, I had an idea about blankets. 
Um, some of our, we work with hospice patients as well. So we've lost a few hospice patients during the pandemic, which is really tough because we kind of weren't able to get in there to see them. The same thing goes, he's the mascot of the New Jersey Veterans Memorial Home, and there's 300 residents there. He actually bowls with their residents. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> cool. But, like, he is a lifeline to these people. And we did the blanket thing for our hospice patients and some of our veterans. And I have a patient who is nine years old, and they gave him um, two to four weeks to live back in October. And he's still around. But in early December, he was sent an emergency to DuPont Hospital. Um, he's got leukemia. And they really didn't think he was going to pull out. And it was, you know, a, a fight for his life. And he showed up at the hospital wrapped in his cold blanket. And I got messages from the social worker at the hospital, the people at Angelic Health. And I was sitting there in school. Luckily, we were virtual, so I didn't have to be face-to-face -face with kids. But I'm just... I'm a blubbering idiot to hear that this little boy won't take off his blanket and they won't, he won't let them take his blanket unless he's asleep. They have to take it off while he's sleeping so they can wash it and then bring it back before he wakes up. But to know. DuPont is awesome. DuPont is, I, I love DuPont. You don't want to know in Delaware? Yeah. Is that where he was? It's, yeah. an, it's an incredible That's place. Amazing. And to know that like this little boy is relying on Cole's message and Cole's strength to, to fight the fight of his life and his family it's not just him it's his family too and you know for us at christmas we had a guy dressed up like santa claus we show up at the coal mobile and he got out of the hospital we were able to see him again and he um we surprised him with santa claus and gifts and stuff through the hospice place but the one thing that the boy wanted was to go outside and see the coal mobile and the nurse was kind of like I don't think you should. It's cold. It's cold. Mom like puts the boy's shoes on, puts a coat on him, and I put him up on my shoulder and I carried him out, and he took a picture with the cold mobile. So you know, it's it's being able to utilize the things that our logo or you know and stuff like that for people to see and put all of that together in their own minds and really in their own hearts to to help spread that message. You know, to see the kids at school wearing the cold T-shirts that. You know, we haven't done anything with the new logos yet. And it was the stuff we did before was very simple. But to see, you know, 400 of your students walking around with them and they do cold spirit days for school, you know, uh -huh. it, it's, it really is. It's, it's incredibly mm -hmm. humbling. And, you know, I live it every day and I see it every day, but it's still very, very, you know, humbling. And we're really hoping that we can expand upon that in, in some ideas that we have to really, um, to really help support our, our quest to become a nonprofit because unfortunately it's a fortune to become a nonprofit. It's crazy, you know, and, and when we go to a school, we don't charge anything. We run completely on donations. So, you know, one school might donate $50 another school raised 500. That was right down the street. There's the one that paid us $25. I drove three hours to get to, and we don't care because it's not about that for mm -hmm. us, but every kid gets Cole's trading card. Every kid that I, every kid gets to walk away, meet Cole, take a picture with Cole and it's hundreds of kids and they get the Cole bracelets. They get the Cole, the, you know, the Cole trading card. Every school gets a poster with, with Cole's picture on it as a reminder for, you know, the hang up for the kids for our message. So we're really hoping that we can expand upon that and, <laughs> and be able to give more of that stuff away, but also to help support what it is that we do. So we can keep that running, you know, in, in the way that it is. 
you know, so, I mean, it's kind of, that was kind of my whole purpose of really wanting to bring you on, Chris. When I, I met you like right before Christmas, and I think when you were going um, to see this kid, and I don't know if you guys can see what Cole is wearing, but he might be wearing one of my little doggy sweatshirts, you know, from Yeah, he is. <laughs> yep. But um, my, uh, I had reached out to the mill, which was LAT, and I just want to, my friends at LAT, I told them the situation, and they were like, what can we do to help? Like they put together a whole package. They sent out the little boy mix, uh, like mix and match pajamas and his siblings. Like they really took care of him. I sent it all over to Cole, um, Cole, well, Cole and Chris. And I, um, I think I sent over to the human. Yeah. I I just keep calling Chris, you know, his human. Um, I'm just Cole's dad. Yeah. But like, I feel like everybody, especially in this industry, like we want to get involved into, into projects like this because, you know, we see these things, we see people doing good. And I, I Jeff, I know you, Stephen, I know you, especially you just did a whole fundraising thing um, for, you know, you do one every year. So I, I thought, what a great idea to talk about the power of promo, especially in the world that we live in right now. And people really just want a good story, a, a good, you know, a real life superhero. And I just thought it was amazing that we were able to bring you on and you're just doing some good things. But one of the last things he did is actually how I met him. Um, he was doing a photo shoot um, with the dog on Facebook. And I saw that uh, one of my girlfriends from high school had commented on it. Well, my, my girlfriend, Lina, she has a special needs child. He's an adult, right? Um, and she just loves this boy, like just, I mean, obviously it's your own child, you, you love them no matter what, but like, she just loves her child so much. And I, and you see it, you know, you, you see it. So I was like, There's oh. Dakota. <laughs> so I reached out to her and I was like, how can I help? Like, I just have to be a part of this. Like, I want to help you. I want to help him. So I, she put me in touch with Chris and I helped him with all the, the graphics. We put together the whole calendar. Um, and I was, it was just really nice to be able to help him, but um you know, promo is my, what we do. Promo is literally what we do. Um, we preach it, we sell it, we talk about it 24 seven and he, he gets it. He gets it. So Jessica Jacobs says to stop cutting onions. All right. Jessica Onion said, what's the website to vote? Where can we go to vote for, it's not up yet. Is that what it is? Or will it be no, up? The, it'll be up uh, sometime mid early March. So okay. um, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram or now his TikTok is blowing up. <laughs> um, all the information, we're going to have a lot of stuff on there to really kind of rally because I think um, I think he kind of deserves the title. I really do. I think he's made a big difference. We did a kindness tour this past summer where we toured uh, facilities in the state while everybody's kind of on pandemic lockdown. So certain facilities, we walked the entire perimeter along the windows and they would put Cole's picture in the window and we knew to stop there. I'd, I'd hold him up, put him in you know the windows so they can see him or other places they would bring him out residents like one by one and we spent a few hours there so this summer we're really hoping to push the kindness tour and really just like the entire summer every day another place and uh, one or two I mean there was times where we were going to three different facilities a day you know we have we packed the Yeti cooler we got his his battery operated fans we got lots of water lots of food <laughs> and we are ready to roll and you know we just go do our thing and try to bring some joy to people now yeah. question Jeff for you, does Tervis have like a cooler that maybe we could like, you know, Tervis sponsors half of our. <laughs> I don't know. That, that might be a good question for you to reach out to them and, and at them at, you know. Maybe they'll send me my service. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I think the, the the link for your website was posted in the chat uh, below, but uh, callthedefdog.com, and then definitely give the social a follow, call the deaf dog, um, and then the Team Cole project. But there's all sorts of cool imagery. I was looking through earlier, you guys making masks for veterans, and um, I mean, they're, they're, if you like pets and you like good stories, this is a follow. So you guys want to go check it out. So. Absolutely. And uh, Chris, I would ask that maybe you reach back out to us once that website is up and live and we can yeah. post it in the chat. Yeah. We can bring it up on the, the following show that we do. And, uh, you know, we can put it back in the in the comment section, uh, you know, post date it, if you will. Uh, but yeah, let us know because we'd love to, to help out. And I'm sure the audience would love to help out as well. So awesome. Thank you so much. That's yep. that'd be fantastic. You guys, you guys have any other questions for uh, for Chris or Cole? Well, Chris, is there anything that um, like that you do during your um, presentations with the children that you could have Cole show us? I know you did like the speak, um, and then you taught us a bad word, which I loved. <laughs> <laughs> that was that intentional, Meg. That word. wasn't that wasn't the lesson. That was... <laughs> <laughs> took away from the lesson. No, it was the subliminal message. I got it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um... Cole has, what, what are you doing? He's actually propped up on like this really high cot that we use. Oh. <laughs> Buddy, can you sit down? Thank you. Thank you. Oh. So can you, can you raise your right paw for us like you do at school? Yeah, there you go. So Cole's a co-host of my school morning announcements on YouTube every day. He sits with my uh, my principals. He sits in between the two of them. So it's like Good Morning America Elementary School yeah. Edition. Um, and he does, like he raises, when we do, um, our school pledge we do it I, I taught it to the school in sign language for cole but then um they all raise their right paws and then cole puts <laughs> his right paw up in the air it is like the cutest thing um but i mean he does a lot of like working commands and he does a lot of tricks i don't think he's you're not going to want to do it and can i let me just thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, he, I, he, more, more of a broad question how many uh, things can he like does he know from sign language is it just every command I, I assume um, yeah um, it's probably hundreds you don't think of all the things right <laughs> a lot of them you honestly like I had a, I tried to count somebody asked me that over the summer on uh, a comment on our YouTube channel and I had to really think about it because I just naturally use a lot of them right. so like for instance uh, visit and then we tap whatever it is we want them to visit because a lot of the people that are like at the veterans home or hospice patients are in beds and they can't reach down to pet him. Mm -hmm. So you tell him to visit, he props his feet up on the side of their bed so they can scratch <laughs> his head or, oh, cool. to, you know, to jump and they'll jump on, he'll jump on the bed with them if, they, if that's what they want, you know. So there's so many like in and out commands that we use. Um, we're actually working on a new one now. I'm trying to get him to learn how to bow which oh. is adorable so like after he's done a show he bows um, oh we just started it the other day and he's like getting it but when it came to the speak thing um we spent almost six months we were just about to give up on it because he just never barks so we kept trying to get him to speak and speak and speak and we were like uh, i give up and then literally the day we were we had a conversation in the morning we're like Let's just give up on the speak thing and we tried one more time before we put his food down because we make him when he eats in the morning he has to go through like a, a gamut of stuff that he does and he looked right at us and we asked him to speak and he like tilts his head and he barks 
and it was like a light bulb goes off mm. so like we did it like 10 more times and i go to school and i'm like look kids all look the treats do. give all the treats yeah, yeah. and he's standing there in the hallway and because the kids at school have never heard this dog make any kind of noise he's standing in the hallway and the kids are rolling off the buses the hallways are packed and i have him speak and like everybody stops and freezes students and staff and everybody's like coldest made noise like <laughs> what is this and everybody wants to learn how to do it so that's like the go-to for kids that's cool um they save their little apple packets in their lunch and breakfast because he is obsessed with apples but the lunch ladies reserve packs of apples for him every day um but the kids will like get a piece of apple and they'll ask him to speak and you know to do his nose beeper which he tap on his nose and he jumps in the air and spins it's adorable um, <laughs> yeah it's 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 like he does some fun and silly things um you know he's working on learning to crawl across the floor you know it's time to crawl is simple um but he has so many different signs that we honestly can't even keep, tra keep track of them you know so jessica which I mean, is crazy oh the uh the signs that you use for Cole are they based on asl yes so initially when we started to train, ASL is a little confusing for a puppy because it's a lot of motion that a dog's brain works and processes differently. Um, but as he learned, like initially he learned to sit with the old standard, you know, like this, which slowly turned into this, which then turned into, you know, the actual ASL for sit. Yeah. So now all of his commands, when we do them, we might, we actually start to, to turn them into true ASL. and. We've been so fortunate to meet with some of the deaf ed classes in, in violent public schools and to watch students and the staff sign with him is the most <laughs> adorable thing because he's like, wait, his head literally moves like this, like watching, you know, <laughs> their finger <laughs> spelling and all this stuff. Earlier when you were talking. Yeah, he just always like, watches the hands, yeah. Yeah. He is so huh. in tune. And one of the biggest things about deaf dog puppies is teaching them to rely on your hands. And he, honest to God, has from day one, he is focused on daddy and has always been. So that's awesome. what's made it such a beautiful experience. That's incredible. Aww. You guys are so today. Go ahead. Sorry, Jeff. Do you have any other questions for him? That's it. I'm just inspired. It's awesome. It's so, yeah, very awesome. Yeah, I, I love the message. I love what you're doing. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited that Meg had you on the show because I think it was a very good show. And uh, you've touched a lot of people in the comments. And I'm sure as more and more people watch it, uh, you know, throughout the coming days, like, you know, I think you'll touch a lot of people. So I'm, I'm looking forward to helping you out any way that we can. And uh, I really appreciate you being on the show with us. Thank um, you so much for having us. Absolutely, man. Uh, so again, uh, you know, the show today was brought to you by promoshow.com. Uh, and they're, look, they're back at it in 2021. They've got that uh, the series of, of themed trade shows coming up, themed virtual shows. And uh, they're kicking things off with a health and wellness show uh, on Tuesday, February 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 uh, p.m. Eastern time. Distributors can register by clicking on the health and wellness banner at promoshow.com. And suppliers can reach out to sales at promoshow.com if they need help uh, getting reserved for a booth. And uh, there's going to be education, entertainment, giveaways uh, throughout the day. So be sure to check it out uh, on February 23rd from 11 to 3 uh, Eastern time. And uh, yeah, definitely be sure to go uh, to promoshow.com, click on that banner and, uh, and check it out, get more information. You won't be sorry that you did. Uh, Chris, Cole, thank you guys so much for being with us today. Thank you. Uh, thank you. You, you are obsessed with the cookie in my hand, aren't you? <laughs> 
There we go. Oh. <laughs> Have your cookie. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us, guys. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Aww. Thanks for being with us. All right. Take care, guys. Bye, Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.